0: Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. And welcome back, guys. So, we are going to hit another episode. This episode is going to be something I've kind of always wanted to talk about because it's a growing thing within the industry and you're seeing it from everyone that kind of puts a a bio in their Instagram saying they're an online coach and it's funny over the last couple of years I've seen more than ever every time I click into a profile every single person that seems to lift a dumbbell is classing themselves as an online coach or any PT that's doing normal personal training sessions, also offers online coaching. And that's completely fine. But there are differences within online coaches and just someone who's putting online coach in their bio, hundred percent. And that's something we're gonna go into today. This would be good if you're looking at becoming an online coach or if you're looking for a coach for a specific goal. Um, We're going to go through the do or don'ts, how I kind of built um, with ICN and my whole online coaching business as I'm 100% online now, and the kind of pros and cons through online coaching as well. So we're going to hit into that. So first things first, what I want to go into is my own journey. So how I became an online coach was a bit by accident actually. It was going back, I've been online coaching for five years now. And my first online coach experience was I got quite competitive throughout ICN, Um, building on myself as an athlete. And I think that's the first dot point that we're going to hit is you have to first work yourself up to a point where people will look up to you and want that advice that you got. Um, And that's going to be the first dot point is you need to be quite a good athlete. Um, it might only have worked on you, okay? That doesn't make you a good coach. So for myself, um, I liked to trial. Um, So I did 10 shows in 12 months. And in that time, I trialed out a lot of things, different methods. I never had a coach myself. So I really started to go into research, work out what worked on me, what type of um, how different things affected my body, how I looked. And with that 10 shows, I could really refine... Kind of what methods worked best for me, um, and I could play around with lots of things. I was, it's currently at that time, actually a full-time PT, and I had about forty sessions a week, hammering it out, without while competing as a hobby on the side, and that pretty much taught me as a PT to um, work out with different types of groups. So if they had different goals, so the. F- the overweight mum, for example, just wanting to lose postnatal baby fat, to working with pretty high-class mountain bike athletes, um, to upper-class kairos that are just looking for generalized health. Um, I was working with quite a lot of that, and while competing on the side, and I noticed a lot of them, they were doing all right with their training, but the nutrition side was a downfall, Um, and that's something that I really started to take those goals onto playing around with their nutrition, trying to educate on that behalf. And then I found, okay, their goals started to increase even more. Um, That wasn't all, all well and good. I had a lot of clients do really well when I was face to face, but compared to when I did go online, that opened up a whole new ball game. And I accidentally fell into it. I actually moved away from that gym, which I did have quite a large client base and changed towns and just kind of started from fresh. And I was gonna start a PT business there, but that was just after I took out my first class in Worlds, took out the Australian title in fitness, that I started having two or three people approach me asking about online coaching. And it was funny. Um, I slowly was starting to build a Instagram base from obviously doing being quite successful in Um, fitness and winning the Australian title and then from then getting people asking me about the coaching was quite a weird thing because I was like yeah okay I can do that and then I'm like how am I gonna I'm so used to doing face-to-face this was at a time before everyone was an online coach so I really kind of I think I was lucky to come in during that time where there wasn't many online coaches and I had to figure out myself how I was going to build kind of that connection that is is very similar to a face-to-face PT. So rewind, four years. I get my first, I think, three coaching clients, which is quite good. Um, and I actually coached, even before those three online clients, I coached four girls in for free. So they were actually my PT clients. And I gave them free coaching into so that was instead of just the face-to-face PTs, constant coaching. Um, I was competing at the time as well, so it was kind of trialing how I would go, not just prepping myself. I knew, obviously, from my results I could prep myself quite easy, but how it would react to learning on girls, going from um, the whole lot. Like, for me as a coach, I want to know, if I've got girls competing and it's the same as me as an athlete, actually, like I want to know everything from dot to dot with me as an athlete. So I want to know the everything about the registration, everything about the show, the posing, everything from that. And I'm very similar with the girls. So it's a kind of a funny moment because I pose better as a, in bikini posing, um, better than a lot of the girls that get up on stage. Um, all I need is to practice in those heels, but that's, Something that I've always prided myself on is just knowing the ins and outs of being everything about that sport. And if I put my heart on it, I'm going to try and make sure that uh, I've got it all figured out. I'm not the type of person just to show up on the day and hope for the best. Um, I practice my posing from start to finish. And from me, walking onto stage, I practice how I'm going to walk up the steps to get on stage to when I walk off. And that's everything to make sure that I don't know. Everything's in a flow, and I'm not going to stuff anything up because it is a bodybuilding show after all. But so I was the same with the girls. I was learning how to pose, learning how to do that exactly like the girls to work out what's best. So I learned a lot with those f- first four girls. What worked, what didn't. I was lucky enough. The first girl that I coached for free and that I took in, um, who was my PT client, she won her class um, at the all females. It would have been way back back when it was INBA. And yeah, she ended up taking out the first result and the buzz that I had from that was something unreal. It was, I felt like almost I prepped for that show as well and went on stage. The only thing was I wasn't actually up there, but I was in the crowd helping them pose, all all those type of things, making sure she hit the right angles. And that kind of clicked something in my mind um, that I really love this sport and this is everything I am as an athlete. And I can actually compete while growing for my sport in my off-season. I can still get up in those shows and be involved with it. And that's where, going back to now, where all these people started contacting me about online coaching, that was something I was 100% down for because in the end it wasn't about kind of where your coaching is at now where people are seeing it as easy money and things like that. It was, I'm going to be super more involved with my hobby and that's the end of it. This is exactly what I live for, is competitions and getting people to reach their best. And I found as soon as I went online, my results absolutely exploded from that point. So that pretty much saying, taking on those first three clients in technically online, I already won a Ballarat show, I won which was a state show, I won a Australian title and I won a world title. So I was pretty confident in my branding that then I could go out and have something to authentic like authenticate myself or to kind of show that I know what I'm talking about, I'm a top competitor and now let's take it to let's help people get to where I come from. So I ended up advertising on my online coaching. I got a lot of messages of saying, how the hell do you coach someone online? Where now I don't even explain that. Um, but I did pick up five clients for that first show, which was I was absolutely stoked with. So I managed to get five clients, went into that first rookie show, and I think I had three wins from five clients. And I was absolutely stoked with that. So um, going into my first show doing quite well with those clients um, gave me again that buzz showing that I think when I was working online because I was accessible 24-7 and I could try and bottle up my motivation through not only just with them when I was PTing for that hour but I'm doing live content making as much content as I can for my clients that they're externally get more motivated as well um, and instead of maybe just With a PT client face-to-face, with the whole online coaching, that effect of motivation doesn't just wear off after that hour. It stays with them. They can constantly check in with me. If they're about to eat a cake, they can be like, Jake, should I eat this cake? And they get a stern no straight away. Um, And that's kind of the the, the big difference with online versus face-to-face. And yeah, 100%. That's one of my biggest strengths is being able to relate to my clients in that way. Um, So fast forward down the track That were my first online clients I've had over now 350 clients I've had over 100 division wins Across every category except for bodybuilding So that's figure, bikini um, Sports, fitness for the girls This is all within ICN And men's physique and men's fitness So those categories are 100% and the only reason I haven't had bodybuilding, I've actually never had a bodybuilding client, um, which is, I don't know, just has, hasn't happened. I don't think the numbers are there as much, but I've pretty much, and I've had an overall in every one of those categories, including things like swimsuit and yeah, all those as well. So that's kind of, I'm really strong knowledge on my philosophy, and that's something that if you're looking to become an online coach, especially in this days and age, or you're looking for an online coach that is something that you have to pick out is what is their philosophy. And I'm so lucky that I got into this industry well before social media was around, well before these big influencers were around and kind of I got to actually develop what works on myself before there was all this knowledge out there which is misleading and trying to take on these fads. I was lucky to get in the industry before that and kind of work out for myself, okay, this is what works on me. I'm PTing a few people, it's working on them and creating my own collective group study of people that I built my philosophy on. And this is super important, especially in today's day and age. In my time, I'm probably someone who sees the fads the most because I get, so I'm sponsored by Cellucor. So I'll go to the expos and talk to a lot of people. And you hear every single year that I go to the expo, like four years ago, I'll go to the first expo and everyone's talking about Atkins diet and how you need this high protein and everyone's getting results. Then a year back, later you go back and those same people are all talking about bloody keto and how all paleo and how paleo is changing and Paleo is the only way out, then you come back and they're all talking about keto, then a the year later you talk about, they're talking about intermittent fasting, year later it's if it fits your macros, so it's all these phases that just keep getting freaking washing machined around, and the same people are falling in, breaking off, this must work, nope, this must work, I'm in, if it fits your macro camp, what do you mean you do keto, that can't fucking work, um, so everyone gets a strong, almost like it's a football team, like this is my team and nothing else works. So stuff you all. And that's something that I think I was really lucky to miss. Um, and I developed so my philosophy. So when any of these fad diets or these whatever comes through, I can kind of go, okay, keto, what are you doing there? Cool? Okay. You're increasing your fats. You're decreasing your carbs. Cool. How does that go with my philosophy? Okay. My philosophy says that's bullshit because this is what I do and I've gone into this while eating carbs here. So is it based on for my results or is it going to improve for sports science things um, or for enhance my clients, which are primarily bodybuilding clients? Um, so that's where it's lucky and you can test that. And I've kind of developed methods that now anything comes on, I can just wash it off. And I'm very confident in my methods now. And that just shows from the 100 division wins that I've had. My clients at Team AbleFit are known to do very well within all of ICN. Um, So that's something that definitely I have now lucky enough to have that confidence in that this is how... This is the way I follow. So if any new kind of studies come out or new fads come out, I can then test them with what I know, and then that's going to enhance if, okay, I'm going to use it or I'm going to maybe watch it or just leave it, um, leave it out. So that's something definitely if you're becoming a coach, um, try on yourself. It's the hard years of, I always say, your PT course is kind of like your learner's permit once you're on. So it's what you learn out in the industry that counts. And that's a 100% if you're a brand new PT, if you're looking to get into coaching, if you're wanting to do online coaching, that's something you definitely need to look at. Um, next thing is evidence-based studies. So this is, I think, almost something that's coming through as a new fad at the moment. And it's just as good as the ketos, as the, um, all the rest as the Atkins, as all that. And I know people are probably going to give a bit of slack to it. Um, but you got to take a lot of that bullshit with a grain of salt because we're in a stage at the moment where evidence-based studies, you can seriously prove pretty much whatever I want to put on you with an evidence-based study. That's how accessible they are. Um, It doesn't exactly mean that it's going to work well with your clients. Maybe if they're generalized 100%, but when you read a study that's saying these 10 people have lost this much in this time and you have no freaking idea who those people were, how big they were, were they obese, were they this, but they definitely were not freaking bodybuilders. Um, So it's working out what works best for your clients, what works best to add to your philosophy. Um, I've seen many, many coaches and people self-coaching themselves go down huge evidence-based wormholes, listening to podcasts, listening to this, looking up stuff which I've actually, to be honest, have never freaking heard of. So it's not going to be a huge benefit to you. Um, And they get stuck into the too deep, like, implications. In the end, it's knowing like trusting in what your either coach says or what you can actually find that works for yourself, um, and this has been a something going on for ages. Like to be honest, it's not; it's just evidence based studies getting a big run at the moment. But saying that, like this is probably the least amount of vitargo and stuff that's ever been sold because I guess it's like you've got two camps: you've got the bro science versus evidence based study science, and. You kind of need to work out in between which suits your fit philosophy best as well. What's been going on newly or what's been going on long term. Not saying that all evidence-based study is an absolute toad of crock of shit. Um, Not at all. That's not what I'm saying. It's you've got to shit test everything that comes through this fitness industry with what you already know. Hence saying building your fit philosophy before being influenced is a huge thing. Especially if you're get only newly getting into this industry. Um, the other biggest thing, do's and don'ts, like looking for a coach, doing all those type of things. Um, yeah, if you let's just say, let's put it on both sides. If you're looking for a coach, what you should do, you can also reverse this. And if you're looking at becoming a coach, what you should probably do yourself versus what you need to. Like avoid. This is, in my opinion, what I have learned over the past five years of running a successful online business, plus a bit of PT. Um, Hopefully, you get something out of it. The do's is definitely perform yourself. That's my number one thing. You do not want like if you're looking for a coach, are you going to, or even a PT, are you going to choose an overweight guy that doesn't really train himself, that likes eating out pasta and pizza on the weekends? And he's going to motivate you to get your goal as a PT. Probably not. Same with a coach. What? How's your coach's results on stage? Are they doing well? Have they not even placed in any show and they're looking at then coaching you? So it didn't work for themselves. How's it going to work on you? Secondly, um, yeah, 100%. You want that image of a coach that obviously knows everything. Not only through... Well, not every, everything about the Federation. Let's make that one clear. Um, not just a coach who's, yeah, I don't know. You need a coach that competes as well. That's, that's where I'm pretty much going with it, is they've got to probably get on stage so they understand the intricate parts of comp prep. So I do see coaches that don't compete, and how are they you, you meant to know how you're feeling three weeks out, two weeks out, in a depletion phase, those type of things, and that just blows my mind when people are doing something that they don't already do themselves. I always tell my clients, I'm like, look, you can complain to me as much as you like. Comp prep isn't easy. You're going to go through mental battles. You're going to go through all these different hurdles, but I just want to let you know I'm doing more than you, no matter what, when I prep. So you're getting an easy prep compared to mine because no one can do what I do. And that's when I won that world title. That was my motto going through. I'm an online coach. I can work from anywhere. I work from the sauna. I work for doing my cardio. I work from that. I was training five to six hours a day. And my whole time when I won that, um, when they called my name, when I won that, like, won the, my physique, what pro card and world title, they were like, I pretty much thought in my head, I was like, no one could have outworked me. I would, if I placed second or third, it would have been down to lack of work ethic and that's where I went in is no one can match my work ethic. No one can match how much I can train. No one can match my lifestyle. There's no excuse for me to lose. So that's something huge. So perform well yourself. Get a coach that knows what it feels like to be in peak week, what it feels like to get the nerves before you walk on stage instead of just guess guesswork. Um, and make sure they have good results. Secondly, also do's. Find out their history. Work out, okay, how have their clients gone? How many clients have they got? Have they had any negative feedback? Why, what was that negative feedback? You wanna do some research and I always say, um, even to people that, funnily enough, looking to be coached by me, I say, you need to shit test everyone. Even me, you should be shit testing me. When we're talking at the start, you should be like, hey, can I have a phone call? I just wanna go over some things. Um, because you want to get involved with a coach that suits your benefits. Um, suits, ticks all your boxes that you've got and that you have a good relationship with. You don't want something that you're always second doubting and having str- like friction with the whole time. Thirdly, know your f- philosophy and challenge it and this is pretty much a main digging point of this whole podcast is building that philosophy. Um, and then willing to admit that you're wrong this is the biggest thing as well i met <coughs> met one of the top um chiros in australia and he was pretty much telling me he's like i've got two master's degrees exercise physiology a chiro master disease and i know 20 percent of what's going on in the body he's like that's just how deep and intricate Everyone is, and like even me myself, I come across things that I'm like, okay, especially on the like Cairo and Neuro front. That like I've had Cairos and people work with me before that they've made my body do things. I'm like, I have no idea. It was like borderline magic how they're switching off my like, make, making my arm drop and things like that, which was something I'm like, okay, I cannot even begin to understand what the hell's happening here. So doing things like that, um, 100% is you do not want a coach who thinks they know everything and is closed up to new ideas. There are one size. this works, here we go, this is the only way, nothing else works. Which leaves for little flexibility when it comes to across multiple clients. My biggest thing is I have times with my clients I'm like, look, we've got six weeks, you want to lose this much, we're going to have to be pretty strict. Versus other clients have a pretty cruisy prep all the way in and look amazing already. Um, And then I have generalized clients, which I'm not so comp prep strict. We can swap meals out, do this type of thing. It's still clean, but they're still going and making progress towards their goals. So that's the biggest thing is being able to swap and switch, um, not just a one size fits all. And you're open up to when you are testing your fit philosophy, maybe some things will come in and you can take it on the ch- like chin and then add it to expand what you know total. So there's some of the do's, some of the don'ts. Um, and these are some of the things that I've got from a lot of my clients that come to me and they're like, oh my God, this is what my last coach did. Oh my God. And like, I hear a lot through the industry as well. And I've ha- come, like a lot of co- clients have come to me post comp from other coaches. Which do do, which where I've made this list um, of what not to do. And what not to do, um, the biggest thing that I see come through all the time, especially usually from females, and it's low calorie coaching. Um, this is what worries me the most with this industry. This is what worries me the most when people just type online coaching into their bio with no freaking idea how to coach at all and like it frustrates me to the like the amount of clients that i would have come to me and their coach has had them on 600 calories for like 6 to 12 weeks and or they're starting their prep at a thousand calories and i'm sitting there like cool where the hell are you going to go from that um and it affects everything so they're um, menstrual cycles of females. Menstrual cycles out. Hormone levels dropped. Um, they're barely surviving, and they're holding a shit ton of weight. So it's like, well, okay, you're not lean, and you're 600 calories. What? You're magically going to get lean over time when you're not doing anything, and you've already plateaued out? Yeah, as you can tell. Don't get me started. Avoid them like the plague. Um, this is where you need to shit test those coaches. Work out, okay, what, uh, what do like? I know they can't tell you exactly what up because everyone's journey is different. What will peak week kind of look like for me? What's peak week look like for a lot of your your clients you're already coaching? Um, and that's another huge thing. So avoid anything with super low calories, especially under the thousand calorie mark um, for females. I can't see guys going anything under eighteen hundred. Um, to re- be their results. And I see it so much is that low-calorie low coaching. And I just think it's a lack of knowledge of coaches just thinking, oh, shit, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let's just go calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. Oh, wait, how are you putting on weight? Calorie deficit without having much knowledge at all. And that's the biggest biggest frustration. Um, obviously, having to rebuild then everything else and then starting them on a fat loss page at a high calorie rate again so they're not just eating and staying yeah it's not a good sign coaches i've said this before also don't coaches that don't compete obviously they're not going to know what you're feeling how like obviously i'm guessing a lot of these 600 calorie coaches do not compete themselves because they don't know their body's about to die um on that so doing those type of things making sure They understand everything from the tan, they've got everything sorted. You want your coach to you just want to put all faith in them and go, cool, you sort all that headache out. Because I'm focusing on my training and nutrition plan. You can just focus on that. You've got the whole comp to worry about. Let them tell you where to go for tan, let them tell tell like tell you send you to posing, all that kind of stuff. And kind of make sure they have an idea about it. Like I the amount of advice I give on bikinis and heels. And how to pad your bra and what to do, how to pee in a tan is ridiculous. Um, I know more than bloody any guy should know <laughs> as a coach, but that's what I take pride in is I want to know every little intricate detail from a period to how to pee with a tan on um, and all those type of things. And I probably get a little bit of a view in more as I date a fit fitness competitor. Um so I get to see the background of it as well, and how girls react are very different to guys going into shows for sure. Um, coaching, another thing that is, is a don't, coaches that are always available. And for me, this is a big thing. An, I This is what I do, full time, online coach, I'm always accessible. You should get your plans, maximum 24 hours. You should get your reply, maximum like two hours. Um, I'm trying to always be available for my clients to make sure that I message them. Something I hear a lot from past coaches is lack. They won't get their plans for a week. They won't get any replies. They get ignored, they get seen. Um, And I get it, like I've probably slipped up once or twice and um, not seen a message and clicked through and all that, like a fail in the pro, but constant all the time. Like I could name three or four coaches that have all come, their clients have come to me afterwards that have blatantly ignored them especially if they're maybe not in top contention they've completely straight up ignored their messages didn't give them plans um but still kept their direct debit going and cashing in so they're paying for a service that's completely not there and it might start strong at the start and then fizzle out so this is again is having that shit testing your coach and yeah, making sure you are always available as a coach, 100%. Not only for, here's your plan, here's your nutrition. That's not, in my eyes, that's not coaching. That's probably maybe 30% of what I do, where the rest of it is the mental welfare and working on building, making sure that, that motivation's there. You're When you're starting to self-doubt yourself throughout a prep in the last two weeks um, and making sure it's not, you're them on every basis, Not just, here's your nutrition plan, here's your training plan, follow that. Good, see you next week. Um, it's, It's making sure you're there for everything. And lastly, make sure you have a coach that methods work for you. And this is 100%. I'll happily put myself out of business saying that if someone comes to me and we're chatting, we're talking, and they're like, oh, look, can we do this? If it doesn't suit... My type of training, I know, like, my fi- if it doesn't suit my fit of philosophy or it goes completely against it, I'll be like, look, I'm probably not the coach for you. Um, and I'm like that with a few things, um, 100%. Like, I'll do it if it fits your macros, not a problem, unless you're competing. If you're within six weeks of a comp, good luck. Um, it's just not something I do. Maybe... S- Other coaches can do it and pull it off and you get on stage and you look amazing. I've tried it and every single time I've tried it, it hasn't worked. Um, Don't know. Maybe it's the amount of sugar you're eating. (laughs) Like one week out, which could be a lot more volume. Um, For me, it doesn't compute. It doesn't go with my philosophy. I would not do it myself 100% with the results I come into. If I do it myself and I get up on stage and I place fifth, I go, huh? Or even second, even if I place second, I go, huh, well, if I didn't do that, and I actually ate clean food and had proper nutrition, would I place first? I wouldn't, like, for me, it's just something like self-doubt. If I've done everything and I place second, I'm completely happy. But if I'm always thinking, what if I changed this, or what if that, or I didn't put it in here, or I ate chocolate on peak week, instead of having sweet potato, okay, that's where I'm starting, like, I put in those little things, so it's something I don't touch, um, I'm happy, my clients do really well, they're really, they have a lot of volume in their food, and that's the biggest thing, like, I'm very confident in my results, and you can't accidentally do what I've done, and that's where I'm really, like, confident no matter what, with where my philosophy, not only on my clients, but it's myself, it's in the end, I've got two pro cards, I've I've won one Australian title, two Victorian titles, and two world titles. So it's getting to a point of like, even when I say with posing, it's the borderline of cockiness and confidence. It's like I'm confident in my philosophy that it does work. And yeah, I do change it for females. I do change it for my figure athletes versus bikini. I'm not going to prep them the same way. Um, So it's just trying to make them do what I can within my time to make them look the best. And that's pretty much what I've been doing for the last three years. Adding a few little things that I do learn from here and there. Talking to other people within the industry. I'm lucky to have a huge base of friends throughout the industry, through um, through other pro competitors. And that's the biggest thing. Takeaway from it is you've just got to absolutely love what it is. And it's not. This isn't work for me. Going to a show. I'm. And this is something about also about being always available. I try and get to all my shows that I can physically get to. Like, if I have, I travelled last year. I had one client in South Australia, and I was there. I took, got on a plane from Melbourne to South Australia, and tried to get there. Um, I got to, I've been to Queensland. I've been to New South Wales um, for my national clients this year. So, um, this season alone, I'm going to three different states. So trying to be there for my clients just because in the end it's like having me there is the number one thing for them i'm supporting them i'm going through that whole journey with them on stage as well so yeah 100 percent, i want to be there plus it's this is my hobby for me it's like going to the movies it's going to do what i do i'm just lucky enough i can call it work and hopefully some of these things will help maybe the thousand calorie coaches um to relook really at themselves, and if you really want to get in this industry, it's not about just get quick making quick dollar signs and because you're not gonna last long, it's about you actually have to freaking love it and you have to love the good times and the shit times the when you do, like you have to know how to deal with people when they do not get the results they want, when they do get the results they want and then become super complacent, and things like that so there's a lot to think about throughout this. <laughs> podcast and something i could keep going on but over the next few weeks i'm gonna pretty much smash out a heap of uh different content as well so if you do want me to go into anything further shoot me a message um have a chat to me if you did like this screenshot it throw it on your insta tag a friend that this should help um because my main message is legit 100 and it's just i want to hit people with education um, I've got my team. Like My team does really well. We have really good numbers the whole way through. So it's not about building. It's more now I want to educate as much as I can along my way. And that's the biggest thing. So let me know. Feedback, good and bad. I'm a competitor. I can take negative feedback into everything. Tell me what you want to hear, where you want me to kind of go as well, like all the time. Um, best way to reach me is on Instagram, at Jake underscore able A B E L underscore official hit me up there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I've already got got some interviews that are gonna come up over the next couple of weeks. So it's gonna be a fun journey. So until next time guys, see you later.